Hello. Hello, listeners. This is Jim the Keys Bartender. How are you today? These, I can't really go into detail how beautiful today is down here in the Keys. It's one of those perfect days. It's warm outside. It's 85, but it's dry. And earlier today, I have drove around all day with my windows open. That is... Uh, and, uh, all day with the windows open and it totally being great. I mean, I came from the gym and there's nothing yet to smell, hear the sounds, hear, uh, smell the smells, and it's just one of those things that just makes you glad that you're alive. And instead of like the time when you wake up in the morning and you feel as if uh, you just walked into the jungle. The humidity level. Very high, very, very, very high normally. But today, it was just gorgeous. Just a postcard perfect day. And on those days, you think, wow, Jim, it must be really hard to do a podcast on that day when you're off and it's so beautiful outside. It is. I just want to go outside. I was outside earlier. I went to the gym. I worked. I did my class. And then I, I got a little sun. I did a little yard work. Uh, and then I did a little plumbing work, and now I'm doing the podcast. But this is a labor of love, you know. You got to, I got to put time in here and do things like that. I normally, I'm recording in my daughter's room because on the other side of the house where I normally do the recording, across the street, I mentioned this. They're building a house and they're working on the roof right now, and they're banging the boards together where they're laying. Yeah, they're laying out the roof. So there's a lot of banging going on. So I'm in here. She's not She's not going to be back for another hour. So I'm usually pretty good here at her desk. This past weekend, I'm at the restaurant. I'm working the bar. Yes, I'm telling a story. I'm telling a story. So listen up. Uh, there's a person walking to me a couple years older than me. A couple years older than me. And they had kind of a hippie-style hair, but also kind of a mullet. So we're talking, picture this. A guy with a uh, a blonde mullet. They look like he might be dyed. I don't know. And uh, haircut and different glasses. Just different coming, coming towards me, walking down. And walking, when people are walking outside, they're usually looking for the bathrooms, right? Because the... The walkway along the bar ends at the bathroom. And there's a, the ladies' room at the beginning. And the person stopped and looked up and continued walking. So I said, so, okay, yeah. And I see the person. And I say to them, oh, sir, that's the men's room. And immediately when I said that, I noticed a look of confusion and I was a little embarrassed because what I didn't realize that the lady late eight seventies mullet hippie hair wearing burnout was a chick or lady. And oh that sounds like so misogynist, but it was. And it was a matter of like one second, right as soon as you do, like that thing where you lock your keys in your car, right when you you realize it right as it shuts that you're locking them in. And I said, this is said. This was said. 
this was completed. And then my brain caught up with me and say, but that's not a man. It's not a man, baby. No. And then I go, think, I go, that's the men's room. <laughs> like that. That's the men's room. And the person's looking at, yeah, yeah, sir, miss, miss, mister, whatever. Um, I've been confused about that a couple times when I'm, they come in and someone may have the bearing and it's normally a a man uh, well a, a lady a confusing a lady for a man not so often confusing a man for a lady because when I do confuse a man for a lady and I can get in a lot of trouble for this and I'm sorry but when I do it just seems when I do confuse a man for a lady a lot of times they did it by design not so much for the lady trying to look or looking like a man that's just it seems like it's always like a fashion decision that kind of goes awry or they do it on purse I had a person that used to come in and it took me like three visits at the bar at my other restaurant and we were trying to figure out what was going on with the situation you know you want to feel like well what pronoun do you like to use when you refer to yourself and I use I <laughs> and you <laughs> or when someone else a he him his you know, things like that. I don't have a problem with those things. It's just like when you have to... Uh, the only problem is is that when it's ambiguous, it's kind of like, you know, maybe you should have an H or HR or an HM or HS, whatever you want to refer to that, or they or you. And uh, it's not about that today. It's about making mistakes. And the other thing I... I have a big mistake, I make big mistakes about, is when people come in with, let's say, uh, when it's same sex, I don't know, if I don't, unless I know them, if they're partners, so I won't assume anything, whether it's a platonic friendship, or romantic relationship, or anything like that, I won't assume that. That's an easy one there. But then when there's an age disparity primarily men and younger women, that's where, like, when I'm real busy, I'm not thinking. And I've done that rather frequently when I referred to a man's date as his granddaughter. That's at least four times. Because that was down here. Yeah, you see the ones, like, granddaughter, not daughter. And then the daughter ones, there's only a couple I refer to it. And usually guys don't get... They get kind of quiet, and I think I may have screwed up my... But you don't even realize it at the time, because you're thinking about... You're building a narrative, and this guy comes in and sits down, and you go, oh, he's here with his daughter, he's here with his granddaughter, and they're hanging out. And and you got to think, these are thousands of interactions, so that's not that often. A lot of times I come in, I just keep their mouth shut and let, him tell, let me tell them. Or it's a business relationship, or something. Um, it's funny, with the women... When it comes to a woman coming in with a younger man, a much younger man, if I referred to, if I accidentally referred to them as their 
boyfriend or husband, and they're much younger, and it turns out to be a younger male relative, they're more flattered. But with a guy, it turns out super creepy. It's a two-way street, and it's a two-way street, but there's things you got to watch about saying when they come in. You're always guessing who they are, or this person's, this person's that, or this, you know, you're like, I have no idea. And we got people down here that experiment in different lifestyles, too, you know, more, uh, let's say, open relationships. So... You don't even make a reference there. You're going like, who's on whose check? Do you Are you on separate checks? That's not code. Because there's even people that are with their significant other that split the check all the time. I got regulars that do that. They put their cards up and they split. Instead of picking, I'll pick up this time, you pick up the next time. And this way they don't argue over what how much they have, I guess. So... It's it's really kind of interesting when it comes to that. I want to talk about, since we're part of the way through the show here, I want to talk about our sponsor. Key Largo's, uh, the, the Keys Bartender is sponsored by Key Largo Chocolates. Key Largo Choc- Chocolates is operated by the Peterson family. Key Largo Chocolate is a favorite destination for locals. Vacationers with locations in Key Largo and Isle Morada. You'll find assortment of handcrafted treats such as 36 flavors of small batch ice cream and sorbettos. I like to call sorbets, but sorbetto is actually the Italian version. Truffles, fudge, cookies, and their world-renowned key lime pie and frozen key lime pie bars. And this is just to name a few. And if you visit in person, you'll find them at Overseas Highway on both locations, but one's in Key Largo, and that's 10470 Overseas Highway in Key Largo, and it's 81933 in Isle Morada. They also have a website where you can look at some of their wares and about ordering some of the wonderful confections they have there. It's keylargochocolates.com, and it's run by Bron and Rich. And when you do uh, shop there, um, please tell them that the Keys Bartender sent you. Thank you very much, and thank you. Uh, Key Largo chocolates to get back. Now, talking about all the weird stuff that can happen when you go and make a mistake, there are things like conversations that start in the bar. And some some of them get rather heated. And, and you can tell uh, there's politics. There is sometimes just hate, hate thing, you know, when it just a generalized hate kind of discussion goes, that's not no good. Uh, religion, you don't hear that too often because you don't get too many religious people hanging out at the bar, which is kind of nice. Unless someone starts talking about, you know, saying that I've, I never really had that. I did have a couple times that someone started ta- talking, um, telling an off-color joke, a racial one. And I said, you know, that's the one thing we don't really don't do. Now, I mean, I don't know what you're familiar with the place you go to. I tell the people, but we've have all different type of patrons, and we just try to curtail that right there. 
You know, so when it comes to that, we just nip that. When it comes to race thing, you do politics. Sometimes you let them talk a little while and then you say, hey, that's enough. But there's other things I want to talk about with that. And then this, when it start getting inappropriate about sex and this, and this is when someone, you, you start a conversation, it starts down the line and people guide conversations where they want to go. So bring, you know, they'll bring up something about the, the gas prices and they want to actually say something about the current administration or about the last administration, right? I want to blame it on this. I want to blame it on that. Interesting enough, they did all the people that bitch about the fuel prices and stuff like that. But now one of our gas stations here, the fuel prices around, they're showing two seventy nine and two eighty nine, depending on if you pay with cash or credit, a gallon, which is close to what it was a couple of years ago. That they're not talking about that stuff anymore. But that, unfortunately, we don't have that. So you have that, but they they. They introduce a line, but the one with when it's sex, you you gotta watch that. And and guys normally, guys say it, they get super dirty sometimes, right away. Guys get super dirty. Girls will start talking about it half-hearted, and they go back and forth. And every so often, you'll have some ladies come in, and they're a little more open, let's say, to saying things and it, some people just don't need an invite their foot in the door and then it's all things are off you know off the table anymore there's no inappropriate things and we have it's a family restaurant and we have the bar and you want the bar to be kind of unrestricted but about eight six feet away from the bar you have kids sitting and you want to have an adult, you want to have a cult conversation, but you don't want to talk about, you know, the favorite brand of condoms and stuff like that. And why, what causes an irritation for you or something like that. Not that that happens all the time. But then you look and you go, oh, man, we said the wrong thing. And, you know, you're having a good conversation and the jokes are flying you with someone that's familiar, you're familiar with and they don't. But when they're unfamiliar, there's other people. It actually creates an atmosphere of intimidation. People just don't sit down. If you have a, let's say, a lone girl in there who's traveling that comes into the restaurant and there's a bunch of guys at the bar, you can see the scenario right there. It's nicer when there's a mix, when there's men and women. They have to watch it. But, you know, when there was some of the guys, you got to start saying, hey, you got to start, you know, pumping the brakes for them and say, that's enough right away. Don't let it get out of hand. And then once you do this for a while at the bar, the regulars get the idea. Yeah, you can get away with some things, but generally they're not going to, you know, you can't just start talking about this stuff. But there's a lot of ways to really break that up. Now, let's say we get in a conversation. You want to start guiding it away. You know, you can start, there's, for me, there's two solutions that I work with. I try not to get too nuanced with it. It's my favorite, my absolute favorite is shut it the fuck down. That's enough. No politics. And I said, you know, and then with sex, you just, that's, you know, that's inappropriate. And they said, why not? I said, listen, there's, when there's is a mixed couple, don't say you're being, you're being uh, erased. You know, don't say that. Reverse 
discrimination. We're just, we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk if you say something kind of, uh, you'll get that, actually get that shut it the fuck down with the, uh, any racist stuff. I just turn around and you just nip it in the bud. So no, no hard feelings or anti-gay, you know, someone says something like that. Hey, you know what? We have, we have customers. We're trying to make them all feel comfortable. So let's not start saying that, you know, let's say, don't, you know, don't, if I start hearing, yeah, these two Mexican, and I go, whoa, 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 enough. You know, so no, no politics. And then you get to hear from the, when you, a lot of times when you hear no politics things, people say, it's a free country. I might write to my opinions. I can say whatever I want. I go, yes, you do. But this is a private business. And they'll go, I said, you do. And because you're the kind, and a lot of times the people that do that are people that are purportedly conservative and they say about socialism and stuff like that. You do, I said, and then I'll ask him, you do believe in private businesses, don't you? <laughs> right? Not everything's free. Like, I can't go in your house and start spouting my stuff because it's your house. Same thing for businesses. And then again. Now, with those, you have to be really in command to shut it the fuck down. And a lot of times that they know what your point is, like you're doing it to keep things on there, a lot of times they won't take offense to it. Every so often you get someone that's a little tipsy and there's nothing they can do about it. They're just angry and they're just letting their feelings go. So, um, yeah, you may get some issue. But most of the time, if they understand where you're coming from, you're trying to create an atmosphere, you just go, that's enough. And then you can be more emphatic as time goes on. And then, obviously, if things don't progress that way, you have the final solution of just saying, listen, you're you're right now courting a, you're done here today. If you insist, you may be done here for longer than today. So, you know, like that. But And then my second favorite thing, this is, so the first one is just shutting it down. And then you have to deal with all the repercussions, stuff like that. Now, the second one is trickier, but is, is very good for, you know, if you ever seen the movie, uh, A Christmas Story is Ralphie uh, wanted to talk about, he wanted to talk about getting a Red Ryder BB gun. And his father and mother, and this is in the late 1940s, his father and mother are sitting at the um, kitchen table, it's dinner, his brother's there, and or I think it's breakfast. And Ralphie says, he wanted Red Ryder, remember that? He says, so-and-so said they saw bears down at the thing. And they're living in Milwaukee or something like that. Saw bears. That was just like an outrageous statement. The outrageous statements. It just sends people, it catches their attention. An outrageous statement is the flashing of the boobs or the dropping and bearing of your ass. Verbally. Verbally, not doing it. And you can just go... You can you could do a uh, outrageous statements can range from all sorts of things. There's classics and things like that. There's the um, Tourette's outrageous statement where you just go big balls, 
big balls just like that. And people just look at you and it's a lot of strangers around and go, oh my God, the poor guy must have Tourette's. Or you can just make a random interjection into a conversation. Like, my cousin had a bottle of grape upon removed from a rectum. That stops people in their tracks. Because they just think about it. Why great Poupon? And Poupon being, being removed by someone's rectum is kind of funny. So maybe there. My sister is a. I use this one. My sister is a professional ventriloquist. Just stood there real soft. It's kind of weird to throw that out randomly. It's like. I have a, a, and matter of fact, if you're talking to Taurus, you, you can just. An outrageous statement. I have a seven-toed cat because there's six-toed cats, the Hemingway cats. That kind of work. The I would swear by that outrageous statement to change the tempo of a conversation. I always do it. There's a, not just outrageous statement. There's acts of outrage, like opening a bottle, have it spray all over the place. You know. Uh, Break make a little noise. Ring the bell. Ringing the bell. People go, why are you ringing the bell? And I said, well, that's funny that you mentioned that. And then you make up a story right there. They're adding a, a nice, uh, what do you call it, maritime bell to the bar. And I always say, you know what? Whenever you put a bell at the bar and stuff like that, you always have to put it out of reach of some of the customers. Because once you give the customers a little bell to ring, then you got some interesting things going on. Especially if they're using bells in a restaurant to get like the attention that foods up and that, things like that. Someone starts hitting the bell, you're always looking around. I introduced a couple of the regulars said, listen, what would you do if I brought a bell in? I said, I don't know. How much money are you going to spend on the bell? And they said, why are you asked that? And I said, well, I just want to know how much you'll have to spend to replace it. And they go, replace it? And I go, think about it. <laughs> think about it. So... There's there's tons of ways you could remove, you know, just remove that thing. You can see it coming. A famous, a, a well-known Supreme Court justice said, pornography, I can't really describe it to you, but if I see it, I know it. That's the same thing about inappropriate conversations. When it starts coming down the line, you just suddenly say, people aren't having a good time. You're looking around left to right, and you go, they're not having a good time. They're not laughing. It gets kind of heated. You're going to have to change it. Now, a lot of times, you know, doing that, um, when it's getting really heated, you can't do the outrageous statement. Okay. But you can do... A lot of times when it goes to get full-blown, you just got to put the kibosh on it. Flash the lights. If you have an air horn, an air horn is great. But, you know, you could problem with people's ears. You know, you got to watch with the ears. You could have a little whistle. A whistle's good. I'm thinking about having a... I should get myself a whistle. Everything. I can call it my rape whistle, but it's not my rape whistle. I can just get a whistle or a slide whistle or a bosun's whistle. I have to get a bosun's whistle. That would be something. Just hit it when in the middle of a conversation instead of the, the referee one. 
But if you actually want to change it in the most subtle way, the outrageous statement, if you can perfect that, if you can perfect it, anything said that kind of sets off someone's interest, the shiny object off to the side, it just always seemed to work. And then people walk away from it and they have no idea. Years ago, um, it wasn't an outrageous statement, but it was a, um, a wedding I was working with my friend. His name was also Jim. It was another person named Jim. I'm not referring to myself in the second person. But we were, it was at a wedding, and it was right before they're going to announce all the, um, all the wedding party in. And what I did in the middle of it, we just had like 25 people waiting for drinks. And I just set up a little bar trick, something silly, and I'm doing it. And everyone stops and watches it and stuff like that. And right at the end, I show them how to do it. And they were like, hey, like that. And they walk away and sit down. My, brother, my buddy Jim said, how'd you do that? I said, I don't know. He goes, I thought that was dumb. We were so busy at that time. We had 25 people. You're doing a bar trick. But then everyone walked away. <laughs> so he said, you know, that, that worked. It was said, it's distraction. They forgot after they saw it. And then they saw the uh, wedding party being announced. Then I said, you know, in a couple minutes, we were going to start serving drinks again. They probably thought we were going to be closed for an hour. It was only going to be 10 minutes. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I think I ended did plenty of the show. Once again, it's a beautiful day here. It's nice and cool in here. It's cool in the room. I'm saving so much money on electricity. It's sunny. Oh, it's just like one of those perfect days. I'd like to thank our sponsor, Key Largo Chocolates. And if you'd like to have uh, a commercial in the podcast, please give us a call. Uh, you can contact us at our website, keysbartender.com. And if you like Key Lar- if you like chocolates, check out keylargochocolates.com. Thank you very much and have a wonderful day. Goodbye.